You know, I love the solo aspect to it. I really do. You know, just like rehearse, rehearsing mm-hmm. at any point of time and not relying on anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you get and you vibe with someone or in, a, in a, like even in like a, a writer's room or you're like or, or just like vibing with someone. And you're stuck on something and then someone says, oh, yeah, like and has a suggestion. You're like, fuck, that would have taken me like a year to just like <laughs> yeah. think by myself, you know. <laughs> so there's beauty in that. There's there's, there's beauty in, in both things. Um but I'm a kind of an ensemble hoe, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> From Emmy winner to open mic, we both the guests that we really like. Releases on Women Crush Wednesdays. On every platform that podcast plays, the Comedy Girl Crush Hey everyone, welcome to Comedy Girl Crush Podcast. I'm Kate Siegel. I'm Nikki Urban, and our guest today is the incredible Brie Geiger. We're going to talk a little bit more about Brie in a little bit, uh, but first, hey, Nikki, how's hey. it going? Oh my gosh, it's a it's go, it's uh, it's a good uh, it's a good day. The sun is shining. Um, I only cried a little bit today. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just, I feel like I'm going to be just like crying a lot in the, like the next couple of like months, weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I spent some time, I know we like, um, yeah, I, we've been talking about, you know, my friend Jessica, uh, Jessica Amal, who is incredible. And um, today I spent some time, uh, I was supposed to be working on my like resume because I saw that there was like a writer, a writer's assistant position that... Um, that uh, Stephanie Streisand posted on, oh, right on, on Facebook. And I was like, I, this, that's something I want to do. So I should pull together my resume and I should update all my resumes. And I was like really trying to do it. And I was like, I cannot even like get my brain wrapped around like creating a resume. Uh, Cause all I could think about was like Jessica. And so I went on to like, I went on to our YouTube for Fembot PhD and I created like a little private playlist of like, some of like my favorite sketches that we've done together, like both live and video. And I uh, like at first I was like crying a little bit. And then I was like, it it sort of turned around for me where I was like, oh, uh, this isn't like this is amazing. Like I was like laughing and I was just like really enjoying watching Jessica perform um, and perform these bits and the chemistry that we, you know, that we had together while we were performing um, was just like, it it was bringing me so much joy to be like, and so much gratitude that I, that we got to experience that together and got to create these like really magical moments and like a lot of musical sketches, a lot of singing together and um i don't know like it just it put me in like a really like interesting place of like of gratitude and i don't know wistfulness it was like i don't know i started getting like oh i wish that i had like done more with her and then i'm like you know i'm watching all this stuff i'm like we did a lot together yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. you guys have been working together like since kind of since you moved here right yeah Yeah. Um, like about a little less than a year after I moved here, I had met her and her and Leanne and um, yeah. And it like, just so grateful to Leanne for bringing us together. Um, but yeah, it, it, I just like watching these, watching these sketches and just like, wow, wow. Like this was 
fucking magic. Yeah. This was like, yeah, just these beautiful, like these beautiful moments. So something I'm going to do is um, I'm going to start sharing. I'm going to start downloading these videos uh, and start sharing them on social media on like Instagram because uh, they're kind of lost. You know, they're, Fembot has a huge catalog of videos because we filmed almost every single show and yeah. uh, and we were really diligent about cutting the videos for each individual sketch and then posting individual sketches. So even though it was live, we were like putting out new material like that we had done live all the time. So we've got a huge like a huge catalog of sketches. And Jessica and I have a lot of sketches we've done together. Uh, so I'm going to start I'm going to start sharing those because those shouldn't be hidden and even though there are things that have been done like you know sometimes years in the past well definitely years in the past um i think it's still really important and a good like representation of the kind of work we were doing together yeah sorry i'm just rambling about it oh that's so sweet i'm excited to see them yeah me too yeah. <laughs> like i'm excited to share them i was like why the fuck haven't i been doing this before like yeah yeah um but it, it's yeah, it's like not being ashamed to just like put up live sketches like and things like that, not worrying like, OK, what's the worst that happens? Like somebody just like, you know, swipes over it, you know, like they're not like going to watch it. But then maybe somebody does and they get the same joy that I got out of like rewatching it. Yeah, These like totally amazing moments of getting us. to experience. Yeah, like yeah. seeing us so many sketches of us getting so high on stage like we had this running bit that julia bartlett had created called weed hounds and um we would just like smoke we would smoke so much weed on stage uh, i think i remember seeing this yeah 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 there was one show where we had a runner of these weed hounds <laughs> so it was three different sketches where we smoked straight up we smoked a joint in each sketch oh my and god and just like like the fastest fucking joint like so we could get it down as quick as possible yeah and then <laughs> then you had to keep going through the show oh my yeah god, dude. Dude. but like we were like professional stoners so it was like <laughs> at that time like both of us smoked so much weed that like it yeah there was there was one show where i definitely got too high um <laughs> but that was the one where we sang uh we had this song called um uh, we were doing like a, oh, I'm so stressed out. What a day. Let's smoke some weed. And it was like, L is for the way I love the weed. O is for the only kush I need. And then we're like smoking in between each thing. And like we have a bong and a, and a vape pen. Oh. And we're like switching each time. And we're like smoking a lot. And then like we smoke a ton in between like O and V and forget what we're saying. And we're just like, what were we talking about? <laughs> and I don't know if I've ever been that high in a show before. Yeah. It was so high. Dang. Yeah. 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 So it's very interesting that, you know, I love the idea of a professional stoner. If that were a job, <laughs> I would take it in a second. Yes. Oh my God, Jessica. She was like the uh, she like the most productive stoner I think I've ever known. You, I think you said that when we had her on. Yeah. Too. Yeah. It's just amazing, like how much she could get done. That's so funny. <laughs> my dad used to call my sisters and I professional hangout artists, and I was like, bro, if that were a job, like yes, please. You say that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> Hey, speaking of, um, how are you? Uh, are we like, like we've been talking. I don't know. We were talking a little bit before recording about. Yeah. Um, okay, so in the episode that's coming up here 
in a few minutes with Bree. Um, she gives some really great advice at the end about, you know, posting your shit on social media and not being like not being afraid. And um, yeah. and we've heard that from like several people. Chelsea Pope said this as well. Um, and you and I started talking about why why aren't you doing and posting more of the work that you are doing online? Yeah, well, so, and the other thing she brought up, and this is what sort of like made it, it come, this is what really impacted me, was she was talking about how, you know, not not believing in yourself is actually doing a disservice to all the people who do believe in you, right? Yes. And so something that I think about is that like, you know, my fiance, Lauren, uh, just has no problem hyping me up, loves to hype me up, loves yes. to like tell his friends to like watch me stream on Twitch and stuff like that. And then he sort of asked me, he was like, why don't you, you know, my friends, I tell my friends to go watch you. Why don't you ask your own friends to go watch you? And I have this weird thing about asking people for attention. Like, and it's weird because it feels weird because I want to do comedy, right? And so theoretically, like for my pursuit of a career I'm always going to be asking people to give me some kind of attention right and I like it didn't really occur to me that that was like a part of my job description <laughs> until <laughs> you know what I mean it's like really coming up for me this whole thing of like well this is what I want but I'm afraid to ask for it and, so, and kind of dealing with like where that comes from and why and I know like it's like I'm aware of that whole part of it but like I think that I I do have a hurdle with like just being like okay it's fine I'm worthy of attention I think that's also part of it is I don't feel like I'm like I deserve it you know which is I mean from an outsider's perspective that's fucking crazy because you absolutely do oh my god thank you part of I think something that I don't know I don't know if this will help you but like at worst when you know I see somebody like posting or sharing their content a lot at worst i feel bad about myself for not doing more yes at yeah. best i feel fucking inspired yeah um and yeah i don't know there's something like there's something about that like you know when you think about how you perceive other people and like what inspires you you know it's okay to do that thing that inspires you yeah yeah but i do i also Speaking to your theory and what you were saying earlier, I remember when we had Paula V on and she uh, was talking about um, how she quit making TikToks during the Black Lives Matter protests because yeah. she was just like, I don't want to like occupy this space that yes. I want black creators to occupy. Uh I do, I do have a little bit that thing you're saying about climate change. I'm just like, I do ask myself, like, I'm like, is this worth in like, if ev with everything that's happening right now in the whole world, that's like got so much going on, is this worth anybody's time? And like, am I just asked, you know what I mean? Like, yes, I tend to judge. This is the, this is the part where it gets just beyond unhealthy. I tend to judge what I'm doing against the weight of the world. And that's mm. unreasonable, right? That is, it is so unreasonable. Cause yeah. there's like, there's not much you can do to change <laughs> yeah. the things. But, but if you are really owning yourself and owning like what you're, what you find funny or find creative or inspiring, if you're putting that out there into the world and you get 
some notice from that because you know it's like it's like marketing right the more like the more you hear a a name the more you hear a brand the more you see that somebody is doing something constantly the more you are like building up like that like that concept up into the world and then the more potential for success you have and the more potential for success you have is the more potential for power to make the changes that you want to see happen yeah so it's like yeah yeah (laughs) it's uh just putting the positive spin on it it was like if you get famous then you can like you know you can help be the person that's helping make the change you can you can show like the the ways that we can make changes you can get mayor garcetti out of office (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) it's that whole like put your own mask on before you try to put other people's masks on right yeah make sure that you can breathe before you make sure everybody else can breathe because if you can't breathe you can't do shit yes (laughs) like yeah yeah and also something to remember because um there there's it does it's feeling less and less like it but there is still a dearth of women in comedy and it it may not feel like it personally to us because we uh (laughs) exclusively talk to women in comedy yes yes. like because we are looking for it but um but this is like this is still this is still a thing that we it's gonna take a long time it's gonna take decades before you know things start to get evened out and it's our responsibility that if we have the talent and drive and the resources that we are continuing to promote other women in comedy you know regardless of of their you know socioeconomic race you know ethnicity background like it is very important for us to promote ourselves um and to promote other people women or you know like in general uh yeah uh, or just like uh, underrepresented people it is our responsibility and we are still underrepresented yeah (laughs) it doesn't feel like it to us but we are still underrepresented yeah yeah that's a good point it wasn't that long ago i had to argue with a dude about women being funny that I was like working with oh yeah oh or that you still like you know I I will see lineups for shows their shows are coming back yes. and it's still like uh, there's the one obligatory woman maybe two right and a sea of men and I'm like oh yeah that wow it's incredible to me that that hasn't changed because right. we do talk to so many women in comedy I'm like I know for a fact there are lots of us like it's crazy to me that this lineup has one yeah 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 it is it's it is fascinating it is yeah (laughs) it's still a real thing yeah uh our effort is ongoing (laughs) it is it is ongoing um there are 50 50 percent of the you know population or 51 percent of like the world is women yeah like you know like what the fuck (laughs) yeah we gotta start taking up that space yes yeah granted there are now shows that are all women because we've like made that space for ourselves yeah which is crucial like like this like this podcast (laughs) yeah like this whole whole podcast yeah (laughs) yeah um anyways speaking of women we got one here my attempt at a nikki transition oh my god it's, <laughs> that was uh, perfect <laughs> i can only aspire to be as great as you oh stop it you keep going <laughs> keep going uh, <laughs> uh no we are so excited to have uh brie geiger on you know her from um she's been on adult swim you've seen her on stages performing music and 
comedy all across America. Um, and you can check out, hopefully soon, her special, The Breakup. Uh, she's a stand-up comedian, an actress, a DJ, an activist. Uh, give it up. Uh, welcome, Free Geiger. It is so great to have you on. You are so funny. You're such a powerhouse. Like, and you can do like you do everything. Like, no, yeah, it's annoying. Is it? So you do you do music? Uh, but we're gonna talk about mostly comedy. You know, yeah, today and stuff like that. That um, right. Yeah. yeah. What uh, <laughs> what you been what you been up to lately? You know, it's uh, coming back from things have been like kind of cool. So I guess I'm just like adjusting to not performing in. A parking lot, <laughs> uh, like some mom's, a mama's basement or something like it, it. Which I loved though. It was getting really creative. It was like I was like I performed in like this this swimming pool store in the back of it, and, and it was like clearly a trap house. If it weren't for us, being <laughs> like everyone's just being creative and like using their spaces and stuff, and like kind of like you know keeping us outside. And so you couldn't really do the normal like in the club. Uh, comedy club jokes so you mm-hmm. had to be like kind of creative in that aspect and and whatnot and so um uh getting back in the swing of things have been um cool but weird because like i kind of adapted for that was um, that the craziest place you performed in during pandemic the pool, store? pool store <laughs> i guess uh, n- no uh, <laughs> no um performed in someone's pussy right yeah i was in, just do, I telling was like, jokes in a vagina <laughs> i was knee deep in this girl's pussy and she, <laughs> he was like get out it's like fuck um <laughs> my tight five right. <laughs> tight five I was like okay well if you call it tight um, <laughs> uh i'm trying to think of the last the, the, the last like it's just like been um rooftops of people who clearly um like there's still stuff going on, you know. Like I'm trying to think of the, uh, uh, the I did the Grand Central Market, which was fun. Uh, Ooh. There was it was still like very much um, stuff happening, uh, you know. So it's yeah. like, in when you get you like you can't ignore it in a joke, you know, because like everyone's thinking about it. So like you randomly hear this girl screaming or, or whatever, not like this like scream scream, but like downtown LA scream. So like yeah. she's fine, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. right? Or you're like, uh, should I? And you're like, ah, she's fine. Like she's got it, you know. Um, <laughs> So, you know, just like random, like beautiful places in this garden, in this jungle. I found my special in a jungle. There's a plug. There's a there's a credit right there. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, okay. I, found, I found my special called uh, The Breakup. And um, it was in this jungle. It was in this jungle, like uh, like a beautiful 420 uh, friendly. And it was like uh, really spread out, which was cool. So it was like very jungle-esque. So I had like two people over there and two people over there. And like they had everyone like spread out and up to date with like, you know, Corona stuff. And so that was cool because that was that was mine. And I, they they do a, sh- a show there called a comedy show, really cool show. Um, white boys, it's fine, you can miss it, but it's like it's, <laughs> <laughs> it was uh it was uh it was beautiful, and I was so happy that I had found it because I was just gonna do I was gonna do it on my on my garage and for a minute, but I was like, this is it. So I'll show you some pictures and stuff. It's, yeah. it, was, it was really dope. Oh. Is it a venue or it's like a garden space? Or? It's basically a venue, but it, but it's at the back of someone's house. But it was like pure space is where I found it. Oh, okay. Ooh. So it's like both. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. So you ha- uh, you're still trying to figure out when and how to release your special? Yes. When was I, I when I feel like because the, 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 the year of it will be in October. So it's like I got to do it in October. But I have been releasing it on like Instagram and t- like reels and, and, and stuff yeah, like that. Yes, like yeah. Little bits and stuff. Um, and I did uh, I, I do musical comedy when I can. So I did like three of my songs and 
um, you know, and and those went really, really well because I like, you know, like in the in the quarantine, you didn't know if they were gonna kill or not until you like got until you just did it. So you were like, there was no, I was doing jokes in front of my dog for like. 15 hours a day and she was like bitch don't you have a job i'm like you know and then i i just did them and like they would they would work and then i was going through a breakup so they were like so raw and so i was practicing them and then i was like crying and then i was like then i like this just one night of just like lots of mushrooms hit and it was like i was like oh my god like this isn't sad anymore it's not sad like i gotta tell my story and like so many people were like i'm in a breakup too and like oh my god or all these things are like I'm getting married now and I, I used to be in this break. Like all these things were happening with me, like telling this story that was like so sad. But then like when it wasn't, it was like funny as fuck. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Hell oh. yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's great. I love that. Um, You know, normally like, you know, time, time is what it takes for you to get to like the point where you're not in it anymore, where it's funny, but like also mushrooms work. Yes. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> time and mushrooms. For sure. Time and or mushrooms. Right. Yeah. yeah. Take your pick. Right. My mom didn't list mushrooms when she told me like, here's what you got to do. And, so, <laughs> and she should. Was like, you know, that would have helped with a lot of um, time. Yeah. Wow. How, so how did you, how did you get into comedy? Like what, what's your like, what's your story of like growing up like who was this is several questions but nice. like who like <laughs> what was your like family childhood like and how did that lead to comedy for you i love it i love that <laughs> um i feel like i i'm i'm i started acting when i was like really really young like like nine or ten and uh mainly the stuff i was getting into was like the, the stuff i was casted on working on was was comedy always doing comedy like i was doing unsolicited comedy class clown getting kicked out suspended like <laughs> if you really break it down, I was doing stand up and I was just like the, the, the substitute teacher would come in and I would like uh, have Tourette's or like be this like crazy Jamaican woman that could like couldn't speak, like didn't like know how to like understand what she was saying. And like the class, like when it was like this show I would put on, like if there's a substitute teacher, like it was like a show and like everyone would like, you know, get ready. And like I was like it was like it was it, it was like this thing, you know, I was like always putting on a, a performance since I was like was was really young. And um, uh, uh, growing up, I, I guess, you know, my um. My dad is probably one of the most the funniest people for me. I uh, I grew up in in foster care on and on and off in foster care, and then I got adopted when I was like seven and seven ish, seven eight. And so um, my dad who adopted me, I have um, uh, mom and dad who um, adopted me, and um, before then I, I lived with um, uh, different families that I think that was like really help, helpful for my comedy. Um, you know, I lived with like a, a, a you know I uh, grew up with like a, a Latina fam- family and like a Hispanic family and, and a white family and a Jewish family and uh, like a, uh, this like a, a Baptist family that was like really like you know um, intense and like you know was going to church like five times a week so like I have all these things that I was just like listen like if anybody knows how to talk about white people it is somebody who's lived like I've you know I've <laughs> lived with my, my like my mom and my dad since I was like you know very little like it's a different it's like it's it's trust me I, like I know them okay like I get you know like, <laughs> yeah. I, you know like white people do crazy shit like they they yes. have dinner at like 4 p.m and it's like crazy <laughs> and, and and just like the, you know random little shit that we, we we would do that was just like um funny and I would uh I was playing volleyball and I would tell people uh I was gonna go up to this white dude and just like say some crazy shit like I was like tell the volleyball team like hey i'm gonna go up to this white dude if you give me 20 bucks i'm gonna call him a cracker which is so funny because it was like crazy right and like i'm like crackers like is like 
the funniest thing too if you like really break it down it's like a delicious snack and so yeah. it's like, it was like still <laughs> it was still like oh my god you know and everyone would stop and watch it you know i mean eventually everyone you know caught on but um uh i would you know we would do all these things and i'd wink at him and he'd be like god damn it okay you know and so just like in general i think like my life is a joke and a and such a beautiful like weird like wonderful way you know yeah yeah, yeah. Which, um, were you, do you think like you used comedy a lot, especially as a child, like to just like cope with what was happening around you? I th- you know, I think so. I think like, I think so. Yeah. I think things were funny to me very early on. Um, you know, b- bullied a lot, uh, by people that would see like a white, you know, my, my white dad or whatever people mm-hmm. wouldn't, mm-hmm. um, think that I was, uh, uh, you know, I, and, and I'm Afro Latina. So I was like too, you know, I was never black enough for the black kids or never. Uh, 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 um, you know, Spanish enough for the Spanish kids and stuff and like, and then the Hispanic kids and like, and whatnot. So I was always trying to find a thing and people would always think that they, you know, try to label me or like think that they knew me more. And it was so funny to me early on because I was so sure because I had to, you know, I had no like real base off of um, my family, uh, like what was really happening in my family history. So I had to kind of like make a decision very early on. Like, this is who I am. This is how I'm bold. Like I was young and being like bold and out there and just like, People would say shit just like fuck you and, and whatnot. And so it would get me in a lot, a lot of trouble. But it also um, the coping of it was definitely like, this is funny as fuck. Like you are pissed at me because I was adopted by this white dude. With, with, like I didn't, you know, I didn't yeah. do shit. That's hilarious. And one day I just, I think about them. Like one day I know they're going to be like, oh, fuck. And I was kind of fucked. You know, I was kind of fucked up. That was kind of like a waste of time, you know. This bitch is thriving on Netflix, so I just like <laughs> <laughs> I just like that, you know, that kind of like kept it going. But for sure, coping and like uh, suppressing shit for sure, and just like daddy issues, and you know, my dad tried to raise me, my my biological dad tried to raise me for a little bit, and um, uh, yeah, just I I, I would think coping and definitely suppressing shit for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. damn. Uh, but then you, <laughs> damn, oh man. Damn. Uh, <laughs> uh, but then you like, so you got into performing. I know you have a you have a BFA in uh, in theater, right? Per, yeah, or musical theater, or theater, theater, just theater, theater, theater. Okay. Yeah, they would always say just. I got to take the just out. No, yeah, I, I, that's terrible. But... I know. Is they would always say you they, they you know when you're in the program they ask is it musical theater or just or whatever and I my senior uh-huh. by my senior I made it clear like don't say fucking just because <laughs> musical theater kids got away with some shit. Like, they had to take less classes and whatnot and do all these things. We had to take costume and like stage management management oh, or whatever. Yeah. But it worked out in the end. Did you start doing comedy when you were in a when you were in theater school? So uh prior to that, yeah, I would do comedy based off of uh like theater stuff that I was doing in high school and whatnot. And then there was like a little theater program I was I was doing outside of that every summer, which was great and kept me out of so much trouble that I, I love. And that's the comedy I was doing. But when I got to the U of A, I was a, a part of an improv troupe, um, and that's where that's where it hit. Um, it it was it was just it was crazy, and that that one for me was amazing because it was uh, it was like three hundred people every Tuesday night, like this college campus, like the stage, like you know every Tuesday I was getting to just like be whoever the fuck I wanted to be in this like improv troupe that was like kind of ran by us. So it was like before all you know before the uh, uh, the, the you know. Uh, UCB crown like the the bullshit we create out here of like that like that little improv competition that we have going on out here it was just kind of like us trying to figure it out it was literally like yes and and then fuck it you know like yeah. let's get high and do improv and it was like uh it was lit so that's I think that's where I really really started doing comedy but I hadn't done stand-up yet then but I, I that's where I really started like going in on it 
Nice. Yeah. So when when did you when did you do stand up? Um, when I started, I started stand up uh, eight years ago. Uh, when I moved out here, um, oh. it's coming up actually. It's like September. It's like in a few weeks coming up out here. Ooh, congrats. Um, thank you so yes. much. It's uh, I can't believe it. Um, yeah, just started. You know what? Actually, right before I left to come out here, I had done a show uh, like with a hairbrush and my friends in like a room. And I was just telling jokes on this hairbrush or whatever. Uh, just a bunch of like white girl wasted uh, jokes. And um, <laughs> it's a great genre. Yeah, yeah. it really is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a whole, <laughs> it's a whole mood, yo. Yo, crazy. Uh, <laughs> it's true. We are. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, yeah. Eight years ago when I came out here, but I, I've done like little, little like open mics and stuff and, and whatnot. But when I was doing improv, I was like so against it. It was so weird. I was oh. like, I don't want to be alone, you know? Yeah. I was like, I, you watching someone alone for so long is like, gets boring. After, like, I was like, kind of against it. It was weird. Now that so, you've done both, do you prefer being on a team or being solo? You know, I love the solo aspect to it. I really do. You know, just like rehearse, rehearsing mm-hmm. at any point of time and not relying on anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you get and you vibe with someone or in, a, in a, like even in like a, a writer's room or you're like or, or just like vibing with someone you're stuck on something and then someone says oh yeah like and has a suggestion you're like fuck that would have taken me like a year to just like <laughs> yeah. think by myself you know <laughs> so there's beauty in that there's there's, there's beauty in, in in both things um but i'm a, kind of an ensemble hoe for sure yeah <laughs> i like to be like seeing people and like like you know see yeah. people all the time so yeah that's good you gotta like a uh, like a good mix of it like yeah yeah, yeah. That's great. There's like a you're kind of like a utility player in that way. Is that the word that I'm the right word? I like it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you can do like yeah. like we said earlier, you can do anything. Thank so, you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's use it. So, did you with stand up? What compelled you to try it? Did you have like a moment of like, oh, this is this seems like something I want to do, or was it just like a natural progression? Oh man, that's a good question. I feel like. Um, I think I was watching Cat Williams, like his very first special. It was around the, around the same time that Wanda Sykes too had her special too. So it was like both of them and they were like telling these stories. I was like, wow, I've been telling these stories for years and people have just been laughing and dying and cracking up, you know? So I think, um, I think at an early age, I knew I wanted the center of attention mm-hmm. and I wanted to tell my story. And I wanted to tell, you know, these stories, especially about uh, when I when I do get deep in, into the comedy, too, uh, about being, um, um, uh, you know, adopted and, and being queer and be like being like all these things. I knew I wanted to tell them at an early age. I just like, like, I, like I literally couldn't I couldn't figure out how. So when I saw like Wanda Sykes and stuff, I was like, oh, there it is. There it is. And then like I would do stuff on stage and like, you know, those those moments when you're on stage, and you're like, oh, f- fuck, yes. Like this is this is it. Like this is like. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm doing it right. Like, I'm in the right place, you know? So, um, yeah. I, like, like when I was telling you, like, when I was being a class clown and stuff like that, I was like, that was kind of when, I think. Was that your question? When? What was the original yeah, question? It was uh, just, like, what compelled you to try stand-up? Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. yeah. Just being inspired, for sure. And yeah. Beyonce, which is, like, <laughs> it, yeah. it's always just kind of a bit. But also, it's, like, I try to break it down. I'm like, do you, like, really love Beyonce as much as, like, you talk about? And then I'm like, and I break it down and I'm like, yes. Like, I, I'm like, is this a bit I'm doing or it's like an issue? I'm like, 
no like i've always wanted to be someone's beyonce like like that's who i turn on when like shit's going down or whatever is like i've always wanted to like i want to be that person that was like that's like let's get like okay i'm good like play you know do this for brie or call brie or whatever and like play that and you're like okay i can i can do this you know so um i've been rocking with beyonce for um 20 years now and so uh yeah that's 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 that I would, I would it's all these weird random things so it's like not just comedy it's just like inspir and like inspiring black women in general yeah yeah do you ever feel um do you ever feel like uh less like less confident that you have to like push through and like uh, do you have any of like hurdles like that where you're like ah, i gotta i gotta channel beyonce now because i i feel i'm feeling like shit are you pretty much like always like yes i am the be- i am great <laughs> um um, the week of my periods, I am uh, so uh, <laughs> awful to um, everybody and myself, especially just questioning everything yeah. very much so. But it's not really the week of my period. It's it's also the week before our periods. We're yeah. like this. And then the week a little bit after. So it's like if you think about it, it's three weeks out of the month. We're just <laughs> fucking unsure of everything, you know, but like. For whatever reason, yeah, I, I really get in my head about, especially around uh, around, uh, around my period, I just question, every, like, jokes I've been doing for eight years. And I'm like, but, why would, you know, like, why would you tell like this or this, this or you're going to wear this shirt with this hat and like this, or, you know, or whatnot. Um, and I can hear it in my voice notes, too. Like, when I read, read stuff like that, you were like, you were such an unsure bitch, you know? And it's like, um, uh, the confidence level when I'm hormonal or have cramps or just on my period goes down from literally a hundred to like 10. But when I'm on it and, 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 and some of it might, you know, it might be like blaming it on my period or, or general or just like mil- like mental health in general. Um, when I am at my top a hundred and not like even suppressing like, Oh, I'm this, I'm this bad bitch. And I'm just like there and I'm in it or whatever. Like they see it. The audience sees it. I see it. I feel it. Like it's, it's like, it's it's good. It's golden, you know? And being 100 for me is kind of like not giving a fuck. It's like, I don't care. This joke is funny to me, and that's all I need right now, you know? Yeah, and so yeah. if, they, if I get a laugh, cool. But I didn't really need it, you know? When I'm going out there and I'm like, I need this laugh, I need this approval, it's like, it's kind of trash um, on my end. So I don't know if it is really trash, but it to me, if I'm judging it, it is. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, yeah, it okay, does. Cool. Cool. And I think <clears throat> something that comes up a lot when we talk about stand-up is like how the audience really feeds into whether or not you're, you know, projecting confidence or right because they can like kind of feel insecurity, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. Like, and I think something that I see a lot in your stand-up is just like you do you you are you are so fucking confident. You own those rooms. Wow, like, thank yeah. you. You own those rooms. It's like you you step on stage and it's like all eyes are on, like all eyes are on you immediately. Just like boom we wow. feel like audience just feels very comfortable immediately yeah. right wow yeah. thank yeah. you so much yeah, yeah that's that's great that's um, good that's that's something i think i can keep through is like is i can keep them comfortable like i can hide that i'm not stressed the fuck out <laughs> on how, like uh, how it's going you know yeah. yeah sometimes yeah. you just have to like yeah sometimes it's like you turn you just turn it on right because you're like yes okay i know like my body is like my body is like releasing these hormones that are making it a little more difficult. So like, I'm just going to flip, flip that switch and pretend like that's not happening for a little bit mm-hmm. until like I can get off stage and I'm no longer responsible to these people to like take care of them, you know, cause that's what it is, right? You're like taking care of the, the audience ultimately. Like right. that's your, like your end game is not, 
it's not yourself. It's like taking care of these people who have yes. come to see you. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. There's like, I don't know, there's something so powerful about about that, about yeah. performing like that. Just yeah. like, yeah. you know, holding these little audience babies and milking <laughs> them and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm, come suckle my titty. Yeah, suckle my titty. <laughs> Do you write outside of stand-up? Like, have you gotten to, like, write for any... Um, show that was cool in the quarantine is I like I've been working on this uh, pilot for like a, a really 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 long time so I got in this uh, program which I'm like super uncom not confident about my writing in general um, and also so bad with like grammar and spelling and all that and and whatnot and I get like super um, uh, I overthink all of that and so um, I took the whole year and I got into this program where um, they developed my pilot and um, and uh, got a good hard no from Oprah and Hard uh, Harpo Studios, which was like amazing because I was like, I they read it. I was like, that's yeah. cool as fuck. Their response was wonderful, and it was like, this is like beautiful, and like I really believe in it. And they just didn't have a space for it. Um, so it was just like I, that was great, and that might need have been what I needed to be like, okay, I can I can do this, you know. So 2020, I took the whole year to to write this pilot and um, pitch it. I, I I I've been writing it for for many years. It's called um, Freedom Writers about the. Uh, 1960 freedom rides uh when black and white women and men got on the bus and drove through the south to just challenge for like racial issues and so i really wanted to highlight what was going on on the bus and like the drugs and the sex and all the stuff they were doing other than like outside and like showing up with the kkk and stuff like that so like i really um highlight that and then that was what it was originally like and so i was in like you know i was uh in 2020 and then like you know at these protests like i was like at these protests i'm like writing the script in my notes um so i have it to flash forwards where they're in 2020 and it flashes back to 1960 and just shows like how shit hasn't like really changed um, mm -hmm. at all. So um, that's like my baby right now. I'm just trying to like uh, see see where that can go. And a lot, a lot of people like a really cool people read it and a lot of like things. And 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 I'm I'm, I'm really happy for it. It's just like and it's it's just gotta like just like to be the right person to see it. It's like yeah. it's ready. It's ready to go. So oh hell yeah. yeah. So if you're if you're listening, you're. A producer yes. <laughs> with a lot of money. Yes, plug. Yeah. yeah. In development. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Oh my uh, God, that's amazing. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank and you. congrats on getting in the program. Yeah. Yeah. Like, those are not. I mean, like getting into so, like getting into a space where somebody can help you develop something in the first place is like huge. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was like ten, uh, 10 women, and uh, yeah, they were, and we all got to. We would just pass each other scripts, and that was like kind of the assignment, and just like it was. It was beautiful. Very cool. So thank you. Yeah. You've been doing some character stuff on Instagram. Yes. On your socials. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which I've been loving. Like, thank you. Just freaking yes. love your character work. Amazing. Yeah. yeah I've been, I've been wanting to figure out how to put that out. And I'm so glad I did. Yeah. Because we were originally just like an audition. So I like, I, I put it up. So thank you. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm yeah. glad you did. Yeah. Because your character work is really good. Thank yeah, you. I'm in love with it. Sweet. Yeah. Is there more coming? Um, I have two more that I'm gonna drop. They're they're cool. Um, nice. One's my white dad. Um, he's so he's fun. Um, and then uh, this uh, uh, this is like gay teacher. Awesome. <laughs> She's cool. <laughs> it's pretty easy to do her. <laughs> I think it's so funny how we like talk about like when we do characters, how we like talk about. Uh, the characters as if they're like a real person <laughs> right, right, you know right. like yeah. you're like oh she's cool and you're like that's something that's in yeah. your brain like that's not a real person right right you're her <laughs> like right 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 but she's like her own person she's yes got her own vibe she's got her own story yeah 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 especially when they're like crackheads i'm like that that's her that's on her you know what I mean? <laughs> that ain't me 
<laughs> not, me. not me. Definitely not me. Right. Never been me. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, do you want to get into these are five things? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Great. So we uh, have this new segment where we are asking uh, everyone who comes in for the same five questions. Okay. In a, in a segment we call These Are Five Things. <laughs> Did you sound so- uh, we have a we have a little music cue there. Cue. Uh, okay. Someday I'm just gonna snap my fingers. It's gonna happen. Yes, we'll play it. it'll be great. <laughs> yes, I love it. Okay, so first question is, what's your biggest influence in comedy? Um. Uh. Oh. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> is that how you want your five segments just to go? Ah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I felt like it was being timed too. Like it was like it was like like oh god. It's cool because you're saying what and you're not saying who, right? Because it could be it could be like you know something you know from your from your childhood. It could be like a show you've seen, like a comedian that you really like, like something that really influenced you. It's so good. These questions are so good. I just keep saying that they're so good. God, that's just, it's not going to help you come up with the answer any sooner. So good, Nikki. Um, oh, stop it. Don't, don't do this to me. She's got very warm in here. Right, right. <laughs> I want to say my biggest influence has got to be my my best friend, Nico, who's right here. I just got him tatted right here. He is my, he's still alive. People think he's not. And I get why you wouldn't. <laughs> Everyone on my arm is still alive. It's my dog, my Angela Davis and, and, and Nico. And uh, that's my dude. That's my, my, that's my everything. He is um, uh, the first person I came out to in general. He was, and he, and uh, he, you know, uh, some random weird racist shit would happen in Arizona. And he was just right behind me the whole time. And, you know, um, you know, and he was like, we got to tell these stories because they were, you know, like shit would happen, you know, and like we have to tell these stories. And it's like we would laugh really quickly on, which is like uh, such a beautiful thing to do with your friend is just uh, is laugh. And uh, I, I, I side note, I went to a festival called Life is Beautiful a few years ago and RuPaul was one of the headliners. RuPaul came on and he said, the best thing you could do with your friends and your family is just laugh. Like we spend so much time being upset at our family or in these relationships and stuff like that and these arguments and just like, just fucking laugh, yo. Just like laugh with your people and like, and just remember like laughing and all these things. And uh, me and Nico have been doing that for years or whatever, but he, he just was like, just like, you know, tell your story. He just made everything kind of a bit for me. And he's not a comedian at all. And just like a businessman, just like a wonderful man has like his life together and shit. And he, uh, just is like you gotta and every little thing like little jokes or little things would happen at the drive through or whatever he's like you got you gotta do that or whatever and I just couldn't I didn't find the humor in, in it until he would say that and I'd be like if it's funny to me and Nico like again like that's all that matters and so um, I would say Nico for sure and also he's funny he's funny as fuck like the jokes like you know and he's not even trying so it's it's fun to have a, a inspiration on comedy that's not has nothing to do yeah with comedy yeah. at all you know yeah for yeah sure. so shout out to Nico I love you baby. Oh, I love that so much. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. All right. Best and worst experiences in comedy. Best and worst. Okay. Best and worst. It's a question. This is a good question. Getting over to hot over here. (laughs) 
Oh man. Um I think the worst, and I was like, I must have been like 24, right? So 30 now. So I was like, yeah, I must have been like 24 at the comedy store, back of the comedy store, good friend of mine, really cool dude. Just uh, after a show, everyone, like people that never like talked to me were talking to me like, I was the shit. Like I was it. It was a bunch of dudes and flannels and all that stuff. And it was like, (laughs) you know, those dudes, uh, you know, that think they're the only ones in, in comedy and and then, you know, they was just, and, but I was getting their approval too. And, and it was like, it felt really good. And just like one of these motherfuckers came up and just pushed me up against this, um, the back of the comedy store a wall. You used to have to smoke weed uh, in a certain area in the comedy store, like in the back. So that's where all the stoners would go or whatnot. And uh, pinned me up against the wall and uh, put his tongue down my throat. And um, and he's a comedian who, and he, we could, you know, I don't have to I don't say his name because I don't even need to say it, but it's been known and everyone's putting it out there. And every time I say this, someone else kind of comes forth with like a, a similar story. But for whatever reason, he thought I was giving him just like the, you know, after doing a, a, a 20 minutes of like gay shit, you know, like I was like saying some gay shit. He still thought it would be okay to, um, to do that. And I, and, and that's, and that's where, yes, that's deep, but this is where the beauty of that happening and the beauty of being able to say it now and being able to hear other people's um, stories and thank God I was able to get out of that, you know, get out of that situation pretty quickly and like kind of push him away. Um, I have been able to grow so much because for so many years I was like, I must have, I must have led him on or I must have done something or I must have been looking at him or whatever. And I'm super touchy and I touch especially men a lot. I feel like really comfortable like holding men because I like, I feel like most of them know that I'm like not totally into them. Yeah. I feel really comfortable with men and like men have like raised me and like my best friend Nico just like love men. Um, I, I think I get, I thought when I was younger that I was giving them off some type of like vibe that it was okay. And so I was always like thinking like, I'm the issue, you know? And the more I tell this story, I'm like, I know every, this absolutely not. Like yeah. this is like literally an issue that he had. I mean, it was a plan he had for a very long time. The moment everyone left and the, the weed was gone, he thought he could do some type of a uh, 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 thing. But I've been able to tell that story so many times and women are coming forth and, 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 and talking about it. And just because it was like a kiss, I thought it was like lower than a lot of shit that's happened to women. And um, uh, the beauty of growing older with this story is like it's kept me away from a lot of comedy of being scared I would see this person. But the more I talked about it, people would come and be like, I'll go with you to the show. I'll come with you to the show. Um, we can call him out. Um, we've called him out many times. I called him out on Instagram, on Facebook. He's gotten kicked out of many things. He can't go on things. His name is like not allowed in, in many places. And I'm very happy to be like that kind of that you know that voice um once i got over the fact that it had nothing to do with um my perfect <laughs> body and like how, <laughs> yeah like, you know like i you know i'm the shit and he wanted it and that was and and fuck him so it was yeah. i think that that was the worst for sure yeah. what's the best what's best i guess the best was um i just did uh downtown i just did uh proud uh which was like pride and like i just did dtla proud and was like i hosted it and it was like thousands and thousands of people yes. all over downtown and i was like i was it was me and everyone all eyes on me and i was like i was the host and i got to control it and like put some of my friends on and queer people on gay people on and stuff like that and just like be my gay self and just like um uh, uh that was cool that was that was that was like the highlight it was all me it was like whatever i wanted it was and it was so cool because i've been doing stuff for them and performing for them for like two years now but i was they gave me five minutes and then they gave me 
three hours. So that was cool. That's fucking amazing. That's the upgrade. Right. That's fucking sick. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, yeah, that's deep, but it's like, I'm I'm shining. You know what I mean? I'm on the come up, so. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. You really are, yo. You're everywhere right now. You're like everywhere. Mm -hmm. You've got tons of shit going on it's so inspiring You're oh just, like, cool really working is. it yeah thank you yeah. yeah thank you so much hey hype up a hype up a friend like maybe some of you want to see come on our podcast uh without a doubt 100 percent. when you barely even finish that question i will absolutely always always hype up my friend chelsea grow we've been friends for eight years and uh also a wonderful person to get me through both of those good and bad times wonderful hilarious comedian like such a good time you guys are in for a treat so oh, please yeah. please please um put chelsea fuck yeah hell yeah, yeah. hell yeah. yeah uh also stand-up comedian i'm assuming yeah, yeah. yeah comedian yeah. actress um a writer also has a really cool podcast uh it's kind of same vibe but she plays people's um like stand-up in it and then oh, they okay. like they all just like kind of talk about that oh hell yeah that's yeah, awesome yeah, yeah. i love that for sure yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. yes you, what's it called it's called um, Chelsea's Chai. So you've just like you've you've accomplished so much already. Like you are you've done so much. What is something that you haven't yet had the opportunity to do that you want to do that you're excited to do? Um, something I haven't had the opportunity to do that I'm excited to do is the question. Such yeah. a good question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and now I, that's the third time, and I, I literally can't do that again. <laughs> Um, my goal has always been as, even as a little girl, like, like when we were young, I think we we're all kind of like barely the same age. Um, we grew up on sketch wise, like we grew up on like all that and Amanda Bynes and Keenan and Kel and Mad TV. And so, you know, as a kid wanting to do like comedy and stuff, I was old. those were all the options. So now I feel like it's really just SNL, you know, and like I've. Um, me and SNL have had this interesting uh, relationship where it was just like always, it's like good. I'm like, this has got, this is this is the year and I get really far into it or whatnot. Um, and then, you know, whatever will happen. And then the people they pick, I've never really been like, oh, damn it. I've always been like, that's be like, I'm happy the direction they're going in. I really am. Um, but I think something I've never gotten to do was showcase myself in a way that SNL, I think, would showcase me and just like the characters or whatnot. So I would always be like SNL, SNL, SNL. That's like it. That's it. I got to get on SNL. But now I think I'm in a place where I think shows are being developed and, I, and, and shows are like, I think like I could get someone to listen to me and like allow me to have like, you know, either or my own show or just like a, a show where I can um, constantly be like challenged with like like characters like constantly constantly like every week is this different like something you know because i be doing that in my car alone all the time and i've been doing it for 30 years of just like just talking shit and like different voices you know what i mean i am ready and i think the world is ready to see um my version of like kind of what snl is doing uh, I would definitely love to see you uh, you starring in a sketch show like every week. That would yeah. be fucking dope as shit. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. I'm gonna do it. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's see. It. Let's see you. You're like, let's, I'm like, <laughs> you're I'm, I'm gonna vibe. make this happen. <laughs> you're, 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 you're like, open the curtains. Yeah, like, you're, there's an audience right outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the whole time. <laughs> Bring your choking. This is really cool. Uh <laughs> <laughs> okay, final question. Okay, what's some advice? That you have for young, youngsters either starting out or already in the game. 
everyone you're doing the people you that believe in you and your family or anybody that like has remotely liked like told you you got this or or anyone that like is behind you you're, you're doing them a disservice by like not doing every little thing that you're questioning of doing like like, like when we're questioning them like putting that character video out or those that sketch or that like thing that's like that you haven't looked at or haven't put out in years like you never know and like you're doing people a disservice by just like not doing stuff because it's not ready or because you don't think it's good enough or you're judging it compared to like our friends that are like on netflix or or, or whatever like it's just like a waste of everyone's time that believes in you if by not uh, not doing it so just do put everything out there put it up there like the world right now is like like we have a literal billboard they used to have to pay millions of dollars to put like actors on these billboards and like we have Instagram and Facebook, like we have these like platforms where it's just like, in the meantime, when we get to that point where we want, we have like these little opportunities to just like put it up. So put it up, put your shit up. Everyone that, everyone that believes in you, believes in you. So they're like, if if you're afraid of what everyone's going to think of, like, fuck it. There's some people that believe in you. And if, you know, and if anything, if you're feeling like people don't believe in you and you're like, oh, fuck, I don't got anyone. You got yourself. And like, that's all you need. And that's how that's all anybody that we're watching has that's all that they have when you break it down that's all they had originally was like their self so it's like um yeah so me myself and i is a beyonce my very favorite beyonce song and she says me my it's me myself and i is what i have in the end and that's what i found out is i i, I got that's all i that's all i had and that's that's all i got and that's all i want and that's that's what got me here and she also said she also said um survivor 19 uh, uh, 2003 i don't know but uh, <laughs> she said uh you thought we weren't gonna sell without you which is to the destiny's child member who left and said that we you guys aren't gonna make it anywhere but we sold nine million so she said so in the survivor song you thought we won't go sell without you sold nine million i'm a survivor so like and it's so quick when she puts it in there but you break it down she's saying you thought we weren't gonna sell without you but we sold nine million so it's like all those people that are talking shit or your mom or someone that's like, no, oh, well, you know, you still acting like that bullshit they say, or like, no, oh, you still do, you still doing the comedy thing or whatever. Like, fuck that. Everything you do is like, is 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 golden. And so, just just do it. Just do it. Fuck it. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I like literally have chills like right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that pumped me up. Thank you. Yeah, no, yeah. thank you. Was on my platform. Yeah. Thank you. I think I, I think I really needed to hear that. Okay. Yeah. Yo, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. So cool. Like, so cool. This is. Uh, it's been way too long i haven't seen you it's like actual like three three years or something mm-hmm. like that yeah yeah it's been, it's been a hot minute that's super, crazy super stoked for uh for when we get to see the breakup come oh. out in its entirety i know and i have to do it because i yes. said it now it's got to come out yeah. yeah and you have a show coming up you have yes. some shows um show? i i'm um i'm um opening um uh, a show for um, Cameron Esposito. Oh my Ooh. gosh! Okay, yes, you are. I'm so excited. I'm opening for her at Dynasty Typewriter um, next week. Which so you might this might be uh, it's next Sunday. So I think it will be this might come after it. Okay. But uh, but it, uh, if you're listening, it uh, it went well. I'm just gonna put in the atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> this is the future. This is the past, but the future breeze killed it. So <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thanks again for coming on. We're so I love happy. y'all. I love you too, man. Yeah, Sweet. This is great. Man. Thank you. <laughs> I love you, man. <laughs> love you, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was um, 
so, just such an inspiring conversation. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. She's um, she's just incredible. She's such an incredible energy. Yes. Uh, I, I'm going to say something about that interview is that I feel like she brought us, brought funny out of us. Like there was something, there's something about Brie that is just like being around her makes you want to rise to her level mm-hmm. and like make jokes too. Like, oh man, I'm so excited for the future for Brie. Like, uh, I think she's, you know, she's going to do amazing things. Yeah. I, I really would love to see her do like a weekly, uh, Me too. some kind of weekly sketch show. Like, I think that would be awesome. That would be so fucking dope. Yeah. Ugh. So fucking radio. Also. Cause like, I, I mean it. Like I, I Hasnell, God bless it. There's just it's not it's not hitting all the points all the time, and yeah. I, it's better when there's more more of I don't know. They have a monopoly on let's say this. Hasnell has a monopoly on weekly sketch live sketch comedy. Yes, yeah. it, it would be it genuinely would be very nice to see some competition out there. Yeah, like get some fire under their butt. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think Brie like. Oh my gosh, she will do fucking great things. Yes, she will. Yeah. Uh, I'm very excited for her. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And you know what else I'm excited about? The work that we're doing here at the Period Podcast Network. Oh, me too. Oh, yeah. Uh, Genuinely, I just want to talk for a second about how great it is some of these podcasts that we have on the network. Um, uh, just like a, a nice variety of different things and all by uh, hosted by, created by underrepresented voices. Um, just like really, really, really fucking great stuff. So if you like what we're doing and you like, you know, to support underrepresented voices and podcasting, check out all the other podcasts as well. And of course, you know, like our stuff, you know, find us on social media, um, share it with your friends. Yeah. <laughs> let them know let them know look i don't need like you can i think on patreon you can do like a dollar a month like if you have if you have the ability like we're a brand new network we're really trying to get our feet underneath us and yes we've got a lot of really cool podcasts a lot of really cool people here so we appreciate you supporting us and if you want to see more underrepresented voices in podcasting you can help us this sounds like um uh, like an, an NPR like an NPR. drive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't offer you a tote bag. Yeah, we have yet. no totes, no teas. Um, but well, if we you will take your money. <laughs> look, if you donate twenty a month, I will send you a tit pick. <laughs> Done. I'm in. Oh wait, that's it. I'm gonna be our main donor. <laughs> <laughs> Kate, you're you can have a tit pick for free. Oh my god. Perks of being the editor. <laughs> Here, I'll show them to you right now. Whoa. Whoa. You guys get on that tip pick. <laughs> uh, hey, y'all. Keep crushing it. Comedy Girl Crush was created by Nikki Urban, is edited by Kate Siegel, is produced by Kate Siegel, Mackenzie Mazel, and the Period Podcast Network. Our music is by Rena Hunter, and our artwork is by Ariel Alter. Thank you.